Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Happy Easter. We're glad you're here and uh, excited to worship together. If you're new with us, a special welcome. Thank you for choosing to worship with us. And uh, we've got an exciting day planned and and, uh, just want to welcome you here. Also, if you're new, as Justin mentioned, fill out that communicator card and we have a special gift for you. So uh, if you're new with us, this is your first time or uh, or maybe you're visiting, uh, we'd be happy to give you a gift right out at Info Central. Uh, It's uh, just a Fill that out and take it to Info Central, and they'll uh, they'll bless you. It's a it's a great gift, so uh, go grab it, enjoy it, have some fun. If you like Java or, or coffee or Joe, whatever you call it, uh, you're gonna love the gift. All right, so go go grab that with you before you leave today. Uh, members, don't try to smuggle a free gift. All right, so the ushers will tackle you. I promise. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, we've got a great series. We're in a series called Finished, and uh, and today uh, he's risen. Amen. Amen. And try to, he's risen. What do you say? All right, let's try it again. He's risen? risen. All right, a little sleepy. Let's try it one more time. He's risen? risen. All right, awesome. Well, today we're going to continue this series called Finished, and actually uh, we're going to look at the word finished and see uh, what God was really saying. What was Jesus saying when he spoke it? Actually, the English word finished by no means translates well into what Jesus was saying. So today I just want to speak into uh, that that word, actually the original word in Greek. I'm going to teach you some Greek words. Anybody know Greek? You'll be a scholar by the time today's over. How's that? Uh, so uh, how many of you guys have done a, a project at home, maybe a, a home renovation project? Any of you guys renovators or flippers or anything like that? Uh, well, uh, whenever you're doing something like that, we, we had a home I was working on, and we laid some new tile floor last year, and uh, we were uh, putting tile in the wet areas, bathrooms, kitchens. And um, so for me, uh, laying tile, I'm not a, I'm not a tedious, monotonous uh, do the same same thing over and over guy. I'm just not good at it. It really, um, I need saved every time I do it. So so anyway, I was finishing the floor and I was laying the floor. And so the worst thing for me is to think about tile by tile, how many I have left, because that is just daunting for me. I, I just So I, I, instead of doing that, I just thought, let's go row by row. So that way, you know, I could quickly, if I get a row done, okay, I've only got, it's a much smaller number than tile by tile. So that row is really helpful. Um, but if any of you have laid tile, you know, some rows go fast. You know, you got the whole tile, you don't have to cut it. And if that goes fast, that's really exciting for me. But when you get to the cutting, uh, you know, again, I just got to, it's, it's just not a good thing for me. But anyway, I finished it. Anytime you do a big project like that, what do you say when you're done? <sighs> it's finished, right? It's done. It's finished. Uh, well, today we're, we're just going to talk about, that's what Jesus said, but, uh, and, you know, it doesn't even, uh, the weight of finishing a project like that doesn't, doesn't even come close uh, to the, what Jesus was saying when he said, it's finished. And so, in fact, uh, today I just wanted, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn, uh, why don't you turn into Colossians, and uh, you could just hang there for a second. But uh, I wanted to kind of talk to you about the word uh, finish, but I want to teach it to you in the Greek. In the Greek, it is tetelestai. So can you repeat that for me? Say tetelestai. One more time, tetelestai. That's the Greek word. See, you're a scholar. Uh, but in, in that that is the word that Jesus said. When he, we say it is finished in English, but he actually said to tell us die. It's one word, three words in, in the English, one word in the Greek. Um, but it also, there's also a word called teleo in the Greek, and that's where we get the word finished. And teleo is, is like what I was mentioning uh, when I was doing the tile work or when you have a project. Teleo means like you've finished the project, you've, you've completed the project. It's not like task where you finish one task. It's where multiple tasks of a project are finished. So that's where we get the word finished from, is, is from the original Greek word teleo. Uh, but the word Jesus used was tele, to telestai. And this means, and I put this on the screen for you, but I want to read this because it really, really is powerful. It's much, much better written written in Greek than it is in English, but here's what the, the uh, word tetelestai means in the perfect tense. It says, when described as a, describes as past completed act with present effect, 
emphasizing the past completed event of Christ's death on the cross has ongoing, and listen to this, even permanent effects. You see, that's much different than just finishing a project. When Jesus said it is finished, it just didn't just apply to the moment. It didn't apply to his 33 plus years of life. It applied to everybody in the past, everybody in the present that day that was there at the cross, and everybody, which includes us, 2,000 years later, that would be born, it applies to them. When Jesus said it is finished, he was speaking, uh, you know, all, all the people that lived before him, all the people that were living with him, and then he's also prophetically speaking about all those that would be born uh, for us today. And even today, uh, there's, there's going to be grandkids and grandbabies and kids that will be born even beyond us. Uh, that same word, it is finished, also is spoken to them, that the work that Christ did applies to them as well, and it has permanent effect. How about that? I mean, I, there's not a work, I know, I mean, the closest thing I could think of uh, that would be permanent uh, is kind of like a royalty. If you sell something and you get royalties, uh, for, but even that has an end date. So any analogy we give today will not even come close uh, to what Christ had did on the cross for us. Uh, but I just want you to see that the word, it is finished, uh, meant so much more than just he finished his life on earth perfectly, although that was important. Uh, even more important so is that when Jesus said it is finished and breathed his last and died, and he did die, it was important that he rose again. If he didn't raise, Paul says this in his epistles, he said, if he didn't raise from the grave, our faith is useless. But because he did raise, because he did raise from the grave, now everything he said, everything, when he said it is finished, now it just spread out, it applies to every person in humanity. It, it really is a lot to grasp because God is so much bigger than we are. He created everything we see. He created every one of us in this room and he created every person in, in the world. So when he says something, it has a permanent effect. And so today, I just want to talk about that a little bit. I want to talk about the, word, the original word, and I want to talk about what it really meant when he said, it is finished. First, uh, let's, let's kind of talk about this first. He completely paid, completely paid all of yours and mine and all of us in this room combined. He paid our penalty, and he paid our debt. Completely. It wasn't like he missed a payment. He was late on a payment. None of that. Completely paid in full. How many of you guys have a mortgage? Anybody? Well, what if I said, because you attended service this morning, we are hypothetically, <laughs> some of you were like, oh, I picked the right day to come to church. Oh, yes, I knew it. What if we just said, hypothetically, we would completely pay off your mortgage? Completely pay. I've never seen you so excited about a hypothetical <laughs> statement before. But, but the reality is, think about it this way. If that were to happen, if your debt was completely paid, your mortgage was completely paid, it would be kind of silly of us to keep making payments, wouldn't it? In fact, you wouldn't do it. In this situation, you wouldn't do it. If your debt was completely paid, your mortgage was completely paid, you would not keep sending payments. And if you did, we might want to sit down and talk about that a little bit. You wouldn't, but this is what we do with Christ. He died on the cross. He completely paid our sin debt. He completely paid for every mistake we've ever made and every will make. He completely paid it. But yet we look at our lives and we look at God and we have this warped view of who he is. Now, the scriptures don't teach it. This is something we do in our heads. I believe it's something the enemy's done. He's, he's, he plants 
He plants the, uh, the lie and the deception. But then we, as in our flesh, we do this whole thing where we think God is out to get us. We think that God, well, he forgave some of the, he couldn't forgive this sin. There's no way God could forgive me for that. There's no way God could do this or that, or I'm not good enough. We do this whole thing in our head, but it's not true. You see, this morning, I just want you to see that when Jesus died, he paid it all, completely paid it all. And he came to give you life. Notice that Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose and he's alive. He's alive today. He's alive now. And that's the life he wants to give you and me. He wants us to walk out of here today alive, understanding who he is, that he completely paid every one of our sins, every penalty, everything that we deserve. It was us that should have been on the cross, not him. But he took our place. And you didn't ask for it, and I didn't ask for it. But he did, and he completely paid it. Here's what the scriptures say in Isaiah, Isaiah verse uh, 43, verse, or, I'm sorry, chapter 43, verse 25. It says, I, Jesus speaking, I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake, and I will never, everyone say never, never, never think of them again. Never, th- it doesn't mean he, he doesn't, it doesn't say that he forgets him. It says he never brings them up again. He's not bringing up your past. He's separated as far as the east is from the west, and he's not bringing it up again. So why do we bring it up again? Why do we bring up the very sins that he blotted out, the very debt that he paid for, the very price that he paid? Why do we keep bringing that up again? What if today... You can step out of that kind of thinking and you can, you can begin to live free. You can live a life that is alive, a life that is not, not chained to your past, it's not chained to your, to your sins, it's not chained to your mistakes, but you can walk out of here totally free. As Christ has said, you'll be free and you'll be free indeed. What if we could walk out of this mentality? Look, sometimes we just gotta grab hold of the truth. Our minds and our flesh and the enemy are gonna try to get us to believe a lie, but the truth is Jesus paid completely all of your debts, all of your sins, all of your mistakes. Now, I don't know about you, but that's powerful. That doesn't make me want to go sin more. That makes me want to worship a God that is alive and forgiving and good and great. That makes me want to understand, God, how can I continue to follow you in a greater way? It makes me, it challenges me to be better for the Lord. It challenges me to be a better man of God, a better daughter of God. Whoever, wherever you are, it challenges me to say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you for paying it. And I'm yours. And I won't deviate. Now, you may sin or make a mistake later in life, but realize that when Jesus paid for your penalty, it's ongoing. He paid yes for your past, what you did yesterday. He paid for your sins today, and he's gonna pay for your sins tomorrow as well. This is like a a payment you've never had before. It totally eradicates sin. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't sin, but you know what happens when you make that mistake? you understand what Jesus did for you. And you're able to say, Jesus, thank you. Instead of saying, God, you're writing down all my sins. You're just waiting to squash me. You're waiting for me to step out just that little bit. Oh, God, I didn't read my Bible today, so that's why. Anybody else do that? 
let's just stop. Let's live a life that's alive. God, thank you. God, I am sorry. Thank you that you paid the price already. God, thank you that you knew that this mistake would be made. God, thank you that you went to the cross for that moment. God, thank you that I can live life free, that I'm alive, that you're not checking all the boxes waiting for me to mess up. God, in fact, you're waiting for me to prosper and succeed. You're waiting for me to lead people into the kingdom. You're waiting for me to be the man and saint and daughter of God that you called me to be. You see, for us on Easter 2019, I want us to walk out of here Look, maybe you're like me. Maybe you've made those mistakes. Maybe you're the one that's saying, look, I'm just not good enough. God certainly could not have forgiven that. Look, stop making the payments on something that's already been paid. Stop making the payments. It would be so foolish if you paid off your mortgage, if you keep paying. But yet this is what we do. He paid it for you. He paid the price. You're alive in Christ. Look at what Colossians 2 says. I had you turn there, verse 13 and 14. It says, you were dead because of your sins. You and I, all of us, all of us have sinned. Because of our sins, we are sinful nature has yet been cut away. Then God, then Christ made you alive with Christ. Then God made you alive with Christ. What are you? You're alive with Christ. Everyone say, I'm alive. alive. Look, we were dead. But then he paid the price and now we're alive. Look, the Christian life Being a follower of Christ is exciting. It's a blessing. Jesus said, I've come to give you abundant life, not mediocre life, not a life that's compromised, not a life that remains in sin, but a life that is alive and free and passionate and exciting. And guess what? All things are possible with that kind of life because God, there's nothing impossible through Christ. And that's the life we're living Look, we're alive in Christ. It goes on to say, he canceled the record. Listen to this. He canceled the record of the charges against us and he took it away by nailing it to the cross. So please, please stop making payments. He paid it already, completely. Secondly, the finished work of Christ. When he said it's finished, our immediate thought is to think, well, Jesus' life is finished, and that's true. His work on earth is finished. The project on earth is finished. What Jesus said he was going to come and do, he did. You know, I have, I've had a tough analog- time finding an analogy that really fits this, but When Jesus went to the cross and he paid for the penalty and the debt for you, there's also a a work and a plan and a purpose that God put inside of each one of us. You see, if you're anything like me, you sit here in church and you say, God, well, I'm just not worthy. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. I haven't done enough good things. But none of that came out of the gospel or the scriptures that Jesus spoke. None of that is what God has spoken over you. When Christ rose from the dead, he came to free you from that kind of thinking. He came to free you from binding yourself to works, from binding yourself to knowing enough by knowledge. 
He rose so you can know and you can see in a way that you've never seen before. Look, I don't care how smart you are in this room or how smart you think you're not. Jesus died for every one of us, wherever we are, no matter who you are, no matter what you know, no matter what you've done, he paid the price and there's a work. There's a work that he's doing in you. You have to realize that you are valuable. You and I, all of us, all of our lives, our individual lives for Christ are so valuable. To think about that God has this kingdom work that he's doing, this eternal work, it seems so big and vast and it doesn't seem like that I can do much but you are a single puzzle piece in the plan of God and each of us are valuable in that picture or in that plan or in that purpose that God's given to us. How many of you guys have one of those self-driving cars? Anybody? None of you do. You know why? Because you don't trust them. That's right. You don't trust it. In the same way, you don't trust God either with your life. You don't trust him with your plans. Look, I've been there too. But you know what the Bible says? Listen to this. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this. For I, God speaking, know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. This is what God is saying to you. Can you trust God with your plans? Can you trust him? What if I was to tell you that that price that he paid, that finished work on the cross that he did for you also has to speak towards the plan that he has for you? I don't think we realize how much God is in our lives. I don't think you realize how much Jesus is an active part of everyday life for you. Part of the finished work says that, look, I know the plans. When you made the choice, when you made the decision, first and foremost, Jesus died for every one of us. He died for every person in this room. He died for every person in the world. A lot of times we think, well, how can a good God send someone to hell? No, listen, a good God hung on the tree so everybody could have eternity. A good God died on the cross and died and paid every penalty of every sin of every person in all humanity. That's what a good God did. And his heart and the truth of what Jesus said is, I want every person to be saved. Every person. And he made that same, he made that same exchange for every person. He paid the penalty, he paid the price. And when you receive Christ, when you begin to follow God, you come alive in a new way. Something happens inside of you. The Bible says you're a new creation. You're a new creation. He does something inside of you. And one of the things he does is he begins to speak purpose and plan. And guess what? He knew it all along because he sees a lot differently than we do. He sees everything in one shot, but he knew that you today would be sitting here on Easter 2019. He knew that you'd be here. And if you receive Christ today, many of you already have, but if you haven't, begin today. He makes you new. You come alive, and the plan and the purpose to prosper you and bless you begins now. It begins today. Notice what he says. Not only do I know the plans that I have for you, plans to bless you and prosper you, not to harm you, but also when you pray, I listen. God speaking. When you pray, I listen. 
And look, there's gonna be times in your faith where you're gonna say, God, do you hear me? Look, begin to proclaim, yes, he hears me. He knows the plans. He knows the plans he has for me, not to harm me, but to bless me. He knows them and he is listening to me. And if I seek him with my whole heart, I will find him. Listen, what, this is what a, a life looks like. This is what a life in Christ looks like. This is the abundant life that God's talking about. That look, there's, there's a finished work that God's doing in you. There's a plan and purpose. Don't sit here and say, I can't do anything for God because that's not what God said. That's what you're saying. And there, you can do something for God. You can do something because he says this in Philippians 1.6. He says this. He says, being confident of this, that he, Jesus, who began a good work in you. When did that work begin? When did it begin? It began when he died on the cross. It began when he rose from the grave. It began when he sent the Holy Spirit to you to help you. That's when it began. Did you have any part of that? You weren't even a sparkle in your mom's eye when that happened. He did it. We didn't ask for it. He did it for us. While we were yet sinners, Jesus died on the cross for us. He paid the price totally. He completely paid your debt. He completely paid for your sins and your mistakes. And it goes on to say in Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Yes, you have a part. Yes, it's an important part that you play. I don't think you realize how valuable your faith in your life is. If you're sitting here today, you play an amazing piece in the eternal kingdom of God. How many of you like those, those thousand-piece puzzles? Anybody? I'll pray for you later. Those puzzle pieces. You know what I mean? They're, they're like, you look at it, it's, it's like putting tile on a floor. Ridiculous. But imagine that. That's your life. That's my life. That's your life. That's your life. And it all comes together. And you think about the, the eternal kingdom plan of God, the, the plan that keeps on going, and there, your piece is in there. Paul's piece is in there. Moses' piece is in there. Your piece is in there. My piece is in there. And what does the Bible say? It's he that began the work, and it also he plays a part in help completing it. And you may ask, well, why is that? Because there's something powerful that happens, this finished work of Christ. He not only saves you, he not only gives you a plan and a purpose, but he's also responsible for what he's put in your life to keep going. The plan that he has in your life and my life will go on beyond us because it says he'll complete it when? Until the day of what? Christ Jesus, until he returns, which means, you know what? We may not be on the earth. We, not, we may not be here, we're still alive. But we're in heaven. But the work that he began in you, it keeps going. Maybe your grandbabies take it on. Maybe your cousin, maybe a sister, a brother, a coworker. Maybe they, they receive that same salvation and plan and purpose from God. And maybe they're encouraged by you. They see your life and they begin to do that same work that Christ has called you to do. Look, your work and the plan and the purpose that God's put inside of you. It's so much bigger than us. And God will continue his work. He'll continue 
his plan and his purpose. He'll keep putting the puzzle pieces together until one day when he returns, we spend all eternity, you're gonna see the whole roadmap, every life together as one body, as one church together. You're gonna see it all unfolded and we'll sit there and praise Jesus forever going, wow, God, wow, how did you do that? Thank you for saving me. Thank you for giving me a plan and purpose. Thank you for using me. Thank you for saving this friend and that friend and my mom and my dad and my neighbor and my coworker. God, thank you. That finished work is so much more than our lives. Yet at the same time, he includes all of our lives. We are alive in Christ and he will be faithful to complete or finish what he put in us even after us. Let me say that again. The finished work is so much more than just our lives, yet it includes our lives. Aren't you thankful God chose you and uses you? Your life matters to God. You are valuable to Jesus, so much so that he put himself on a cross for you and for me. And he paid our debt completely. And he has a plan to pur- and a purpose to bless you. And it's not just for you. It's for his kingdom and it's for others. And it will go beyond you. The reason why many of you are here is because pr- maybe a grandma or a friend or a mom or a dad, somebody shared the good news of Jesus with you. Maybe they're with us on earth, maybe they're not. But do you see how your puzzle piece keeps working towards the finished work of God. And finally, he fully accomplished what he was sent to do. Fully. Now I'm just gonna talk about one aspect this morning, and that aspect is salvation. But salvation, when he said it is finished, salvation is in the same way. Salvation of the past, salvation of the present, salvation and the future, salvation that will come. Yes, God will save you now. He is our savior. Yes, he's saving us from the debt that we should be paying. He's saving us from the penalty that we should be paying. But he's also saving all of those that were before Christ. He's saving every human being that lived before Christ. He's saving everyone that's right there in front of Christ. He's saving all of us here today, and he's saving all of those that will come. All in one act, one work. It is finished in one moment. It's so powerful what Jesus did. Let me just tell you, God doesn't make mistakes. If you're sitting here today saying, well, I was saved once. You can't change God's salvation. You can't change his eternal work. It doesn't mean that we don't look at our life and we begin to walk with Christ again, but I just want you to know when Jesus saves somebody, he knows who's saved. He knows what price he paid. He knows the penalty that was paid. He absolutely knows that you're right here in this place right now. Maybe you're here this morning and you haven't received Christ yet. Maybe you're here because you know you should be here. You knew what Christ did, but you just haven't made that commitment yet. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. 
Now's the time. Now's the moment. Maybe you've been running. Maybe you've been running from God for whatever reason. Maybe you need to hear this this morning that God's not tallying up your sins and your mistakes, waiting for you to mess up one more time and then that's not the God you worship. Jesus said, I'm happy and honored to pay your penalty. Choose life. Look, choose to become alive. Stop thinking that God's out to get you. He's not out to get you. He's out to bless you. He's out to show you a plan that's unbelievable, a life that is abundant. He's out to show you healing that maybe you need right now. Maybe you're here today and you're full of shame. Maybe you're here today and you're depressed. Maybe you're here today and you're just full of just all this stuff in your life and it's just a mess. Can I just tell you, Jesus is standing here saying, look, I I paid that for you. You don't have to walk out of here with that shame. You don't have to walk out of here with that depression. You don't have to leave here with that illness. You know, a lot of our physical problems that we have in life are because we keep paying the mortgage. We keep picking up the the mess. When Jesus said, look, I already paid for that. Let me have it. My yoke is easy. I'm here to take it. I'm here to forgive you. I'm here to bring healing to you. So this morning, I don't know where you're at, but I do know emphatically Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. Jesus completely paid your price. He wants to show you the plan and purpose he has for you. If you're here sitting here this morning and you don't know what it is, he's ready to give it to you right here, right now. He's ready to begin to show you and speak it over you. And finally, that salvation, it's yours. Ephesians says it's a gift from God. There's no work that you can do. There's no, there's no moment in your life where you achieve enough where you can receive it. There's no amount of money you can pay. It's a gift from Jesus himself through his grace. And if you're running from God, he's saying, come home, I'm ready. I want to show you a life that's alive. I want to show you a life that is so free. Let me read one more scripture to you and then we'll close with this thought. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, most of us know that portion, but listen to the next one. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world, notice he said the world, every person through him might be saved. God's not here to condemn you. He's here to save you. He's here to save you right here, right now. And so, I don't know about you, but There's going to be a moment when this life on earth is over. But even when this life on earth is over, guess what? We never die. We never die. That's what the scriptures say. We're gone from here and we're with Christ. 
yet we spend a whole lifetime fearing death. But Jesus says, you'll never die. And for many of us, that's what life looks like. Jesus says, this is what true life is. This is what freedom is. This is what being alive looks like. But yet we don't want to give up our thoughts and our intentions and the deceptions. But I believe today God is going to free some of you. I believe God is going to show you. He's going to open your eyes. You're going to see afresh. You're going to see anew. You've been seeing the, the, the whole time, but you haven't been seeing the life that Christ died for, the, the price that he paid, the penalty that he took for you. You've been seeing through bondage and chains and through worry and anxiety and fear. Today, God wants to heal you and he wants to bless you. And by the way, there's nothing you have to do. Just receive it. Just receive it. So with every eye closed, every head bowed, just want you to respond to Christ. Respond to Christ. If you're here this morning and you want to give your life to Jesus, or maybe you've been running, you've been running, you know you've been running, but yet you hear God speaking to you, would you just lift your hands real quickly? I'm not going to embarrass you. Just lift it up. Say, God, that's me. Thank you. Anyone else? Come on. I've been running. I need Jesus. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to come back to God. Today, I will become new. Today, I'm going to come to life. Today, it's going to be different. Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. Look, this morning, if you're, you're here and you struggle with depression or you just struggle with shame, you struggle with not being good enough for God, look, Jesus wants to free you from that right now. If that's you, I just want you to lift your hand very quickly as well. God, I'm depressed. God, I feel shame. God, I, I don't feel worthy enough today. Jesus wants to take that from you right now. For those of you that responded, I just, I want you to see how encouraging this is. Look, we've all been there. Many of us, many of us have received Christ. Many of us have had shame. Many of us have been through rough spots too. I just want you to see you're not alone. You're not alone. And so in just a second, I just want us all to stand. Anybody that has received Christ, anyone that's a Christ follower, that has received the salvation, you're here today, whether today's the first day, maybe today you received Jesus, maybe you've received Jesus 20 years ago, it doesn't matter. For all of us as Christ followers, the church, the body, the sons and daughters, if that's you, I want you to stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Come on, stand now. Look, you're not alone. Look at all these people. Look, look. We're doing it together. We're doing it together. We're alive in Christ. Are you alive in Christ this morning? Do you feel alive? He rose, he rose, he rose. Let me pray for you this morning. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. Lord, thank you for dying for us. Thank you that you didn't just die. But you went into hell and grabbed the, the keys of life. You grabbed our eternity. You grabbed everything that we lost and you brought it back to life. Lord, you rose from the grave and that's what you want for us. You want us to be alive in Christ. Lord, we will follow you. You are the Lord. Jesus, you are the Lord and we praise you. We worship you. We give you our hearts. We give you our lives. And God, for those of us that right here today, we're struggling with shame. Lord, we give that to you. We say, God, save us. Heal us. 
Take it away. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, we're so thankful for the finished work of the cross. It is finished. I'm alive in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's worship together.